Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Alexis K. Tyler Show. I'm your host, Alexis K. Tyler, and I have a special show today with Brother Hebrew. We had a very good, very interesting show about a week ago, and unfortunately he had to leave to do another interview. So we missed out on spending the whole show with him, sharing his information, his insight, his knowledge. Just very powerful, very interesting, and very informative man. So he was able to come back today, and he can come back anytime he wants to. So we're going to uh, continue with the first show we did together in a long time that we left off on um, last week. So I'm waiting for him to call in. Area code 240. Hello, area code 240. Peace and blessings and universal love to Sister Alexis and the audience. Hi. How are you doing? (laughs) I am doing superbly well, and I wish to give all honor and praise to the universal creative force of all things living. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we shall be focused on living in a dying world. Wow. And we are seeing more evidence of this every minute of the day. So start where you want to. You, you, we don't have to take directly up on Trayvon. We can go, what, what's the insight, what's the news, what's the update that you found out since we talked to you? Well, you know, um, like I said before, Trayvon was used as a scapegoat. And anybody who studied anything about uh, masonry metaphysics understands the purpose of the scapegoat is the sacrificial animal that is used during the sacrificial rituals. Uh, and in this case, in place of the goat, uh, we mm. had at that approximate time Trayvon Martin became the goat. And he was sacrificed. Now, do you know... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We were talking when we were talking last night I was asking, I don't know if you had looked into it deeper when Trayvon Martin was killed, do you know where the moon was placed? What's the exact date of that, the time? Do you know why he was chosen in that part of the world to be sacrificed and like for what purpose or for who? I have all my feelers out right now trying to uh get uh actual uh solar data in terms of the relative solar time and his uh, actual location, his longitude and latitude of his death, and putting that in a uh, um, uh, spreadsheet, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is getting to be qu- quite long, uh, in addition to his, what I would call, a death natal chart and his birth natal chart in relationship to Zimmerman and decoding the name Zimmerman from wow. a dramatic language. And what this all means uh, for us? Well, when you come, when you get it, and you're ready to come back, we would definitely love to hear that breakdown. And any anybody else you'd like to for me to have on as a guest to talk about and break it down as well. Yes, yes. I mean, I I don't mind deferring my knowledge uh, to somebody who uh, you know, or, or or people that I know that have a deeper understanding of. Uh, epistemologies and metaphysics and symbols and signs and uh, you know I'm kind of like a 
a basic navigator, you know, on a ship, you know, uh, but I'm not the one who makes the chart. You know, if if I'm given a roll of charts and we got a ship to get to point A to point B to point C, you know, I, I, can, un, I can unfurl the chart and show you how to get there. <laughs> and, and all the different stops and all the different landmarks we should be looking out for and dangers and pitfalls along the way. But I'm not the one that makes the charts. So I like to have people, you know, when I'm talking on that kind of high spiritual level of uh, geophysical, geospiritual realities, I like to have people with me that uh, are well-versed and well-educated and trained in the mm-hmm. science of that to help us understand what is unfolding. But mm-hmm. my initial feelings is what's going to happen with Trayvon Martin's family is that they're going to be used. Uh, and he's going to be coming up through the ranks, just like uh, this one video said. I, I can see that happening. And uh, his dad is going to be uh, quite well compensated. That was his sacrifice. He sacrificed his son. Oh, my God. It's like, why Why would you say that you feel like he sacrificed his son? Well, um, you know, having lived in the South, mm-hmm. and I've explained this to you before, that um, even with an ongoing case that I'm dealing with right now in Columbia County, Arkansas, I would not trust the people that represent the uh, uh, county assessor's office or the land real estate assessor's office to give me a truthful picture. I would honestly have to bring in people from out of state and maybe uh, a neighboring county or two over to have trust, faith, and confidence that uh, in the report that I need to be issued to make a, a decision. And the same goes when you're dealing with these um, Masons who meet behind closed doors, play golf with one another, hang out at the country club on a sailboat, having orgies together. They've already made up their mind before they come back to the um, courthouse what kind of decision is going to be rendered and what kind of pressure is going to be put in that jury. You know, why would that jury, jurist, Come back out there and say Trayvon Martin, um, you know, was killed and Zimmerman got away with murder. What kind of pressure was going on in that jury room to make somebody bend mm-hmm. and comply with the will of the jury room? In other words, when you step out, when you step off this, when you step outside this courtroom, there's no guarantee for your safety. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see, that's the kind of pressure. Uh, that we are uh, talking about. And if they don't get you, they try to get your family if you don't go along with the go-along. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said this is all part of a of a diversion away from the economic reality. And the economic reality is Japanese markets are way down. The bond markets are going um, up. And um, more and more countries are getting their credit ratings downgraded. Uh, even Howard University had its credit rating downgraded, and I had to send a certified letter to um, Moody's, Standard & Poor, and uh, Credit Suisse to uh, voice my concerns about 
Howard University's future in terms of its credit rating, what it's going to mean for black college students returning this fall, not just Howard, but other HBCUs across the board. This is a this is across the board activity that we are witnessing under the second Obama administration to finally go in and deep plug every single little niche of quote unquote uh uh windfall from the from the from the from the Negro revolution of the of the late sixties. Mm. Everything from affirmative action, civil rights, I mean, everything down the board is being unplugged and it's mm-hmm. being replugged it's being replugged in like the like the saying goes, black is the new gay. Or gays and new black. Hmm. So now they're plugging in all the gays and lesbian stuff into our stuff. And we're being not only superimposed, but we're being pushed aside. Totally. And uh, Trayvon is a diversion, if you will, to vent the frustrations and anger of the masses of the people away from what is really taking place, and that is the unplugging of every single institution in the black community across America at the same time. Have you seen it get worse since Trayvon, other laws being passed, other bills being passed, other other laws being, let's say, revised or basically struck down since the Trayvon Martin murder well, began up to the finding of not guilty of Zimmerman? Like, what is going on now? Well, if you if you look at the um, the um, the concealed weapons laws across America, and I have made this bold prediction back in two thousand and one right before nine eleven right when d c was going through its gentrification initial gentrification launch phases when i when i when i when i saw the first starbucks and and and, and yoga shop and 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 white white girl dog walking uh uh up and down george avenue in the heart of the black community i made a bold prediction with my wife in the car and buddy in the back seat i said you know what in a few years, they're going to change the law in D.C. where you'll be able to carry a concealed weapon. Mm. And you'll be able to stand your ground and defend yourself against a threat. So I almost got laughed out the car. Mm. And it came true. So what are you saying? When it was an all-black community? When it was all-black no community, when it was, a, uh, 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 well, I said 90% chocolate city. When it was 90% chocolate city, it was illegal for you as an ex-slave to defend yourself. And there was no stand-your-ground law? There was no stand-your-ground law. There was nothing permitted in D.C. other than a shotgun. You couldn't buy ammo or a shotgun within city limits. You had to go to the police station, get a special permit to go out to Maryland or Virginia to go get a uh, shotgun and ammo, bring your ammo in, your shotgun, have it registered at the police station, and then take it home and keep the shotgun locked away and ammo in a separate part of the house. So if somebody did break in your crib, you couldn't even have enough time to find your gun, load it, and shoot, defend yourself. 
But now that the crackers and the yuppies and 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 and, and uh, uh, homosexuals and, and lesbians have moved into D.C., they changed the law stating that you can you can pack and defend yourself wherever. Now, now some people I, some people want to call in and say, "Oh, it's only in your house." But I went and read the law this morning, and it states mm. that you can stand your ground in D.C. Anywhere on the streets of D.C., somebody try to bum rush you uh, and, and, and jack your ride, you can pull out your thirty-eight and blow that nigga away. Now tell me this, do you feel like the, the reason, like one of the reasons or all the reasons you can state them that, that you see this is going on, is one of the reasons why they're not saying you can walk with a concealed gun that you, from what your research, not just what you think, but like you said, since you think there's a different racial mix or white people are moving in, do you think it's mm-hmm. because white people hate black people and that's a way to exterminate them or what? they fear that black people they, hate them and that they're going to be the target for murder and rape and robbery so they are just, it's not about racism, maybe they're just Well, it's, 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 it's part fear and phobia but the other flip side to the coin See, when you're dealing with when you're dealing time you're dealing with metaphysics, even uh, free, Freemasonry, when you're dealing with uh, uh, epistemologies and and, uh, 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 and certain uh, tokens, there's always two sides. Okay, the flip side to that is they know an economic downturn, a severe downturn, and possible collapse is imminent in America and these American cities. In Washington D.C., they haven't said publicly, but other other major cities like Chicago are next, and Los Angeles are next behind Detroit. And so, as these cities begin to collapse under the weight of debt, and police services and other emergency services become limited, white people are going to have to defend themselves against an angry zombie crowd. That's why you have all these zombie movies out here. And horror movies. I mean, I was talking. I was talking to my wife last week, and she was saying I have never seen so many horror movies come out during the uh, uh, other months of the year besides October. It used to be just October. They would in, in, in maybe the first part of November they would flood the market with horror movies around so-called Halloween. But now we get horror movies coming out three and four times a month. New horror movies. And all these zombie movies we being bum rushed with. What they're showing with these zombie movies, how they're trying to program the the, um, the uh, 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 white sheep, is that you're going to have hordes and hordes of hordes of hungry masses when the when everything starts to collapse. You're going to have all these welfare recipients who are no longer getting food stamps and Section Eight and WIC and uh, free butter, free cheese, free rice. They're going to come out. They're going to come out the projects. And, and you know, and and they're gonna strap down whatever they got. They're gonna grab a whole handle, brick, pistol, whatever, and they're gonna start jacking white people in their in their houses for a loaf of bread and a stick of butter. That's the fear that um, is going. That's being perpetrated with these zombie movies and other shows on the Nat Geo channel. Prepper, if you watch Prepper, they don't put it in a racial context. But if you read between the lines of what they're saying on that Geo channel and the prepper and the, and the prepper shows, that it is a racial context. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it's not even so much a black a black and white thing. It's really what they're concerned about is a black, I'm sorry, a black, white, black, Hispanic, or Hispanic against a white issue that could come into play during an extreme collapse when it does occur, when the food stamps and everything stop working. When you EBT car, when all that stuff freezes up, you're going to have all these Hispanics that have been brought over here to do manual labor, and service these contracts that have been awarded to Chinese companies to rebuild America, when the money stops, they're afraid that these Hispanic immigrants that have been brought over and given state benefits without being, quote-unquote, a citizen of the U.S., are going to up and revolt against America. So you think not only from what you're seeing and researching, it's not just a black and white issue, it's a no. have and have not issue. They yes, know yes. that certain amount of the or a large amount of the population has been oppressed, dealing with basically past slavery issues, still dealing mm-hmm. with post slavery issues, mm-hmm. knowing they get out of the opportunities of the higher echelon, which yes. is why and a lot of these people, they feel feel resentment, anger, oh, yeah. a lot of remorse, and they feel that when these people get in a position to seize the opportunity to take from them, they just assume that every black person, a person of color or uh, Spanish, are going to just take it out on them and just rob them, pillage from them, like what has been done to a lot of our ancestors. And, it's, see, they should feel that. They should fear that because if you understand universal law and the application of universal law, even from a, uh, I call it a Negrofied uh, uh, understanding of the of the Bible, it says those who have enslaved shall be led into uh, uh, slavery. Those that have deprived uh, 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 people of bread shall be deprived of bread, so forth and so on. It goes to these examples of what happens to a people that have de- that have taken away from nations and deprived them of their right of sovereignty, what's going to happen to them? They're going to be led into captivity, and they're going to be deprived of, their, uh, of, of basic necessities, and they're going to have their uh, uh, trinkets and toys and other stuff taken away from them. And that's the big so, white fear. So and they know that day is coming. They know that's coming, so they would rather kill um, black people. Is that what you're saying? They're actually setting this up and setting laws up and making sure yep. that white people can get these guns and protect themselves to justify what another massacre, another genocide. It'd be it'd be what I would call um, slow burn genocide, and and I mean this in the most esoteric way and what I mean by that is you have all these FEMA districts and each one of these FEMA districts have so many uh, prison labor camps relocation camps so forth and so on each one of these districts and as these cities begin to shut down like Scranton, Pennsylvania, Baltimore uh, City Jail uh, um, 
Richmond, Virginia had declared bankruptcy. Didn't make the news too much because it wasn't a whole lot of money. They started they started moving the prisoners out of these different municipalities that have collapsed already into Antietam. Now I didn't get a chance to go up there today because I was waiting for people to you know you saw my email. I put a very explicit post out there. It went out and dead silence. That's the what scary was the part. Post that you put out that, that was I put out that said I was here. I wanted to go to Antietam this morning and do a uh, video uh, documentary on the on the FEMA camp and also film on both sides of Maryland Highway 40 showing the plastic coffins. Mm-hmm. I had made a wrong turn. When I was up in Frederick, I had made a wrong turn and went to Antietam and saw this for myself, but I didn't have my video camera with me, and my cell phone battery was low, so I couldn't take any pictures. Mm-hmm. I said, i got to get back up here with at least one other person besides myself, because I don't want to get this – is, this, is, this is stars and bars country. Anybody know about D.C.? No. When you get outside in certain parts of Maryland, Virginia – and you start seeing a whole lot of stars and bars. Anybody don't know, don't know what stars and bars are? That's, that's, that's the Confederate flag. Oh. When you start seeing a whole lot of stars and bars and a whole lot of dually pickup trucks and cowboy hats, you know you're kind of like in the wrong area. Mm. And, they, and, they give you, and they give you them looks like you're in the wrong area, nigga. You must be lost. Can we help you get back to the interstate? Hmm. And that's the way they were looking at me when I got out and looked at them plastic coffins. So what are you saying? They they will kill black people in those areas? I have a good friend of mine who is who who is a lawyer who actually ran for a state office, state senator in um Maryland, who was verbally accosted by a uh uh a local wizard of the KKK at a gas station up in um oh what was that it was just north of uh Hagerstown a little town up there and uh i mean it was uh one of those exchanges where like you know you know my boy was about ready to go back in his car and get his you know you know you know piece of steel and he was about to go back to his pickup truck get his piece of steel it was about to be a shootout right there in the parking lot some words got exchanged, so you know it's, it it could it could boil over into something. And I said, I told my boy, I said, now all you had to do, how I neutralize people like that. When I'm up in them areas, and them good old boys, you know, get to looking at me funny. And uh, as a matter of fact, this is what happened when I was up there, and uh, and the guy pulled over. He said, you know, the interstate that way. I said, yeah, I know, but I'm taking, I want to look out over here. I want to see what's over here. He said, but the interstate back that way, you lost. I said, well, you know what? I think I know where I'm going. But if we are not careful, we're going to both be behind that fence over there. Because I know I'm, you know, I'm not on the on, on the good list, and you ain't on the good list. Because you're not, you, you know, you... You you claim that you think you are, but you're not that closely related to Prince Charles and Harry and William and all that. 
They're going to throw your ass in that fence, too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he got to thinking about it. <laughs> he said, yeah, you're right. And he just got his pickup truck and drove on. He didn't bother. So you're saying, does this happen? We know, I'm, what, did, what do you know about the history of these seeds? Was this happening? If black people went in a certain area, drove, got lost, made the wrong turn, they were murdered, and this is still happening now? Um, yes, it is, sadly enough. Uh, matter of fact, uh, there was a case that has not made the news, but it happened in um, outside of Greenville, North Carolina, a young black woman, uh, quote-unquote professional black woman. And, it, and this reminds me of the case that happened down in New Orleans with that uh, black school teacher from L.A. who uh, was found in her trunk. They found her, uh, you know, weeks later after she came up missing. Uh, another black woman outside of Greenville uh, was found. Her legs uh, spread wide eagle, uh, had a gun stuck in her vagina. What? Her throat was slit and uh, had a note on her. To this, something like to the uh, extent of, uh, you know, you smart nigga bitch. Mm-hmm. So now they done gone to killing black women. And this is so. This, and this, I and, mean, I've seen old pictures of black women pregnant, lynched, hanging from a yeah. tree. Yeah. You know, there's so there's so few uh, black men. So now they got they got open season now. They think on on, on black women, and this is starting to uh, creep up. Uh, dangerously so. And uh, matter of fact, she had out of state tags on. I guess she, maybe she had gotten off the freeway in the interstate, trying to get some gas or whatever. And they found her car. The news reporters came there, didn't interview anybody, just took a few pictures and left. And uh, matter of fact, I'm trying to get all of the family now uh, that told me about the story to get more information to me about who this you know sister was and. You know more information about it. I'm going to put it out there on my blog, so people will see that um, it's not just black men being targeted. It's not just you know, uh, uh, or even a, you know, you had the recent spate of so-called black. Uh, I mean, hate crime in D.C. where they were targeting black homosexuals uh, walking out of the club. You know, it's 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 gone beyond that now, and 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 that's and that's my message to all the. Uh, Different communities of thought in 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 uh, blacks in, in America. Whether you are more, whether you are uh, uh, Nubian or a Kemite or uh, they, a white man on a mission don't give a fuck what you are. He see you got a drop a nigga in you, he gonna drop you like a rabbit. He not gonna sit there and ask you whether you believe in Yahweh or Jesus. Now he ain't gonna go through all that with you. Hmm. You don't even want to hear about that Allah and, and, and Mecca shit. So what, what are you saying? This was basically from a long time ago, or did, from what you're seeing, the collapse of the economy, the collapse of the society. You're saying it's an open season on killing niggas, basically, killing black people. Was this... 
designed a long time ago, but it's put in place at a certain point that they knew when it got into the 2000s? Are you saying there's basically a, a whole blueprint on this? And that somebody, you think this is happening naturally, or somebody is moving society in this direction, and basically this is all happening on cue, on point, the way someone or a group of secret someone designed this to be, that this is basically where it looks fucked up to a lot of people, but it's actually where organized chaos to someone else or a group of people. Is that from what your research, that's what you're seeing? Uh, my research uh, indicates from studying historical trends and analysis of past racial riots, they always seem to occur during a drawdown or a post-war period. And um, you look at after World War One, uh, there were race riots all over America. After um, after World War Two, uh, there were there were even more race riots. Um, Vietnam, there was you know a race riots. So now we're in this uh, post Iraq uh, uh, Afghanistan thing, and they're really mad because. Uh, I'm not sitting here tooting Obama's horn, but mm-hmm. they're mad because you know this boy won't go after Iran. Whether you know it or not, it's not just about oil. And I keep telling people, I say Iran, if you go and look at it, has approximately uh, 20% of the world's known reserves of what is called rare earth minerals. So it's not just oil, it's it's the other minerals that they need to help perpetuate the society that they have artificially built up in the first place. And so they want to go in there and take these people minerals. It's not about whether Iran got a bomb or not. They could give a fuck about whether they got a bomb or not. They probably had the bomb maybe 10, 20 years ago, for all we know. (laughs) Especially when you go in a black market and buy one, you know, for a couple hundred thousand dollars, they probably already had one. Let's say right next to Russia, when Russia was collapsing, I, I wouldn't doubt they probably already had stuff over there. So it ain't about that. Why are they going to try to stand this, you know, uh, long-legged Mac Daddy half-breed nigga up to go in there and be their little uh, uh, pit bull and attack Iran on behalf of, 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 of these so-called Jews? Trying to fume up and start some shit over there. So you're saying when you see economies fall, when when you see countries or states fall, you think this is a part of a design? Oh, this is absolutely mathematically designed. I mean, one thing you can get a white man and his system credit for uh, is that they are master killers and master planners. They don't mm-hmm. do nothing without a plan. I mean, that's just the way they operate. I mean, they you know they have a, a statement of statement of work. They have procedures, they have policies, they have, you know, studies, they have, I mean, everything is laid out. They got a, a timetable, they got charts, and they, you know, they sit there and scientifically go through all this and make sure every, you know, I is dotted and every T is crossed. But I'm here to tell if there's anybody on on this line that is of the Caucasian race, I'm here to tell you, your plan, I'm talking about the rich whites. I ain't talking about I ain't talking about Hillbilly Joe. I'm talking about the super rich whites who think they could do what they think they want to get away with and make this new world order be complete and put that 
piece of gold on top of the pyramid on the dollar, it may not go down the way you think it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. And you may not survive the collapse that you're bringing about. You may not survive it. Because it's going to take a lot more than just having, you know, 10 years worth of food and living in a bunker and having, you know, 100,000 rounds of ammo. It may, It's going to take more than just that to make it. And when you look at some of these shows that they're perpetrating on cable TV now, you got uh, Alaska Survivor, you got Survivor. They got all these different survival shows and how to, and all these different uh, alternative food shows where they're showing people how to eat cockroaches and cook ants and, wow. and live. Yeah, you know, live off of nothing and, uh, uh, and, and out in the middle of the woods with some drawers on and, and a stick. And, and that's it. So they're trying to teach, they're trying to prep up white folks in terms of when the collapse comes, you're going to have to live so-called primitive for a while until you rebuild civilization. So and you they, think... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You think somebody or a group of somebodies are actually planning to destroy... Races of people are non-white races of people destroy the planet, destroy cities, destroy the economy, take as much life as possible, and then create a utopia, a heaven on earth. That's 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 the that's the plan. If, and, if, and if it's not going to be a heaven on earth, they want to make it into a hell on earth, and then escape earth into some kind of a floating space city. And that's what this uh, movie that's uh, coming out soon, uh, Elias, Eliason, uh, with Jodie Foster, is all about. Uh, I mean, this this is actually a uh, uh, on the design board. This is not just a movie, uh, you know, a fictional movie. This is actually a design board item that they want to take to a proof of concept is to actually build a uh, space station. To, um, I thought some of these cities were already built and people could buy space as, as well as have a body sent up there once they done died, like have the body in cryo, yep. and send it there and then reanimate them, bring them back to life once they get in this space city that rich people are already uh, buying lots or real estate in on these space cities. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're actually... They're actually Devying up and coming out land uh, on the moon, on the moon and Mars uh, for rich people to go, and um, I'm t- I'm telling you that ain't gonna work. And you know you, you can say whatever you want to say about you know the Bible or whatever, but you know it's this is one little verse that sticks out where it says you know you you try to stick you know up there you know with. Eagles nest among stars, but you about to meet you about to meet something face to face and and get the crush of your life. You're about to be humbled like no other nation has ever been when they start moving in that direction. And and we're about to see this because that's a whole other phenomenon, that's a whole other topic when you start talking about our ancestors uh who were able to travel through time and space, who are coming back and trying to talk to us. Uh, through various phenomena, and they hate that. They already know these things are there. They try to hide it from us.
But when you look on, they 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 put it out there in little bitty codified words. They already know what's out there. They want to try to get out there and either make a deal with it, steal the technology, which they have to a certain degree. Um, I don't know if people read my post a few days ago where they were talking about that they are actually going to, NASA is actually going to build a Enterprise spaceship. That they're going to actually, they actually have warp drive, and they're actually going to try to go to another, a, a nearest uh, uh uh, star system with a planet similar to Earth to try to make contact. I'm telling the white folks, when you do make contact, you're going to get the shock. You're going to get the shit shocked out of you like never before. And it's going to be a very humbling experience. And I'm going to be so glad because so they... Go ahead. They feel that these ETs are moving up these ETs that they are going to be their friend or, or that NASA, you said, has been communicating with these ETs and they, they're going to help them uh, destroy black people, especially all non-right white races so they can dominate not only the earth but the whole universe? That's, that, is, that, is the, that is the usurper's plan. But I'm, I'm here to tell you is that they're about to get the shit shocked out of them in that plan because... These entities are our ancestors who travel way ahead of time because they were given these gifts to be able to see where we are now. So they traveled ahead of time to catch us before we fall completely flat out on our back and couldn't get up. Mm hmm. So you're saying, even though it doesn't look that way. And our people are basically being killed. If there really is, we do have ancestors watching over us, trying to talk to us. Trying They're to trying to talk to us. They're trying to communicate with us. And I'm telling black people now, you're going to start seeing massive amounts of incidences, sightings, and phenomena right over the black community. And that will take that chat right out of the box when it was always talking about why is it that UFOs only seen over cornfields out there in the middle with some pecklewood in the cornfield out of the middle of nowhere. Well, you know what? Now they're about to come, now they're about to come over and, and right straight up over the ghetto. I'm telling well, black people, they're about to come they, right up over the ghetto. How how we know they, they never have done that? It's just that when black people, black people basically, from what I've noticed, so busy, so caught up with mm -hmm. bad things in life, they're always looking at the ground or looking forward. They're not looking up. So they, I'm they probably they've always been where we were. Yeah, they, not yeah, they, they probably yeah, they, you're right. They, they probably have. They, uh, they probably have been here and, and, and hoping that we would look up and try to uh, signal them uh, some kind of way that uh, you know we're here, Daddy. you know, and and and, and come holler at us. You know, but we got to be ready for that, and that's and that's what exo, exo politics, exo uh, 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 social studies, you know, should be about. I mean, this is something that it's not taught in no quote unquote uh, HBCU or some nigger school. No, you know, they teach they not. teach this at they teach this at high price, highfalutin white schools about exo politics. If you go Google exo politics. 
you see uh, the Harvard's, Princeton's, Yale's of the world talking about exopolitics. Yes, and it is natural to talk about and to study the stars, numerology and astrology, but they will tell you that it's spookism. I've I've heard even black people, uh, intellectual black people and people that speak about spirituality or they're teaching from the, I've spoken to Muslims that say that is spookism. You don't focus on that, you don't pay attention to that. Anything to do with spirituality. Yeah. And, or, or jinn, or that's evil, that's mm-hmm. the devil. Mm-hmm. Now, those are your ancestors who were here 10,000 years ago who had perfected time travel. And I told you, you all. What's oh, that somebody, study? Exo what? Exopolitics. Okay. And exosocial studies is teaching you the political mm-hmm. science and social studies mechanics of how to deal with so-called uh, a so-called alien race or ET race. Wow. You see yes, when the, when I see, when, I see when, when I was gonna say when the, when when the ship lands and the door opens and it's big tall. Black-looking brothers and sisters come down the ramp. We had better be ready. Yeah, because I'm looking and, right here. Saw a video uh-huh. a year ago. It says Alfred Lambremont Webray faces on Mars exopolitics, NWO, and Earth Moon. Oh yeah. And they have a great British panel discussion, the third annual British Exopolitics Expo. Yes. <laughs> Someone else is talking about Exopolitics, Gary McKinnon and the Secret Space Program by David Griffin. This is all on YouTube. And and guess and guess who dropped by to say, Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> oh. William and William and Harry. Yeah, and right here it says ancient exopolitics and the supernatural. Mm. Graham and Cook live. Yeah, all these white people are heavy. The higher up ones, like you think, you can see all their videos on YouTube. All the intellectuals they're teaching about this and ancient exopolitics and the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Think about that ancient. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to uh, Egypt. Atlantis, Africa. Yep. Yep. But what does this mean? Okay, go back to when you were talking about that's two questions I have. They go together. With like you said, this has been planned to move in this direction. People that are scared, killing themselves, shocked, surprised, not prepared. It's because they did not know and they did not do what you've done in a group of people, which is do the research to see that according to plan, this right here is what we're seeing is all what we're supposed to see. The people that mm-hmm. know about it are not shocked at all. But we mm-hmm. see economic collapse looming because I hear a lot of white people talking about this and they're prepared, like you said, that's the preppers movement and what a lot of other people are doing with their stocks, with their bond, with their gold, not depending on the paper dollar. 
Right. They know that and they prepare for that and they're watching this day by day and they're pulling back their resources and they're shielding their family and their friends and warning them and like you said, the secret bunker. But for us going and tying into the um, exopolitics, with our people that do not know who they are, are not seeing ET messages in the air, in the sky, in the water, in vision. How are they going to be able to even focus on going back to research ancient exopolitics or even exopolitics of today and prepare when, like you said, a lot of them depending on SSI, depending on Section 8, depending on food stamps, depending mm-hmm. on their job. And now all of that is collapsing around them. They call in Jesus. I know that. I hear them singing about and calling Jesus. But I don't know that he's going to come down on no spaceship and get nobody or feed no damn body down here. So right. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, they, they call the wrong number. With this collapse happening and people don't even know about the stuff you're talking about, how are these beings, these 10, 11-foot brothers and this is coming from other dimensions that have been watching us that we haven't seen and we don't know watch them. We didn't know they existed. At this point, how are people going to be able to survive and be able to tap into them and call them by constant 360 degrees of collapse in their mm-hmm. world and in mind? How can, they can't even comprehend that level of a being. Of a, you know what I'm saying? Like how are they going to be able to see it? When yeah. this collapse, the other station is all around them. How they mm. gonna survive? Because it's like a lot of people are not gonna survive. And that's what brings me to the jo- the, the Georgia Lodestones, You know, the, um, those stones out there that uh, tell you that you know the Earth is gonna be reduced down to five hundred thousand people. Um, and this sadly could become a self fulfilling prophecy. And that once the system is collapsed, like I said, they're not even going to be able to deal with just the basic collapse of having basic necessities of food, medicine, water, shelter, electricity, so forth and so on. So many of them, many people are going to die out. Mm-hmm. You know, the diabetics, mm-hmm. the, the diabetics, the, the obese, the, the sugar, uh, uh, high blood pressure people. A lot of them cats uh, are, are going to die out quickly. You know, mm-hmm. and. Um, then we're probably going to have another wave of people die out when the other prescription medicines run out that, that people that need it. That's why I said, when I saw that billboard on on, on, on a D.C. train uh, living with AIDS, I said that right there is is, is the trap. It gets you to accept these alternative lifestyles, and when you get caught up out there and, um, you know, become uh, infected, uh, as soon as they pull the medicine, you're dead. And that's so how it, and, and, and it's and it's all it's all part of a trap to neutralize you in more than one way than than, than we realize. Have you done any research, or do you know anybody that is has researched that or that works in the medical field to see are there a lot of black people right now dying from HIV and AIDS, even though they're taking the medicine or when they stop taking it? Have you seen a lot of deaths? Because a lot of people believe that the death is not occurring anymore because of no they they are people are still people are still dying behind uh hiv aids even the ones that are on the cocktail because the cocktail what happens uh what they're finding out if if you don't kill the virus 
straight out of your system, what happens? It morphs into a super virus. And the super virus, when it does explode inside your body, is more deadlier than the original virus that you were infected with. See, the viruses are very smart. These are very smart creatures. These are living things that are basically made out of base elements that know how to change up on a moment's notice how to defend and defeat most things we throw at it. So we throw in all these cocktail uh, drugs and, uh, and other genetic uh, modified organisms in our body to try to defeat this virus that has been artificially concocted in the first place. Uh, we're in for another lesson. We are in well, for a just, very serious lesson. And I just said, too, people are, are, oh, wow, it's real bad down here, Brother Hebrew. It's real goddamn bad and off the train. Mm. They have opened up more sex clubs. And basically, <laughs> you can get anything you want. They have gay sex clubs for men. They have straight sex clubs and bisexual sex clubs. And a lot of gay men fly in or drive in to Atlanta because I know this because other gay men that are my friends are telling me this. And some of them, they don't even go. Um, but for the most part, a lot of men go to these clubs. You say like 5 or $10 to get in. And it's matte on the floor. It's hardly no lights in there. It's real dim. And they say it smells like doo-doo in there. You don't yeah. have a shower in there. Uh, you don't know. And, and the men are not asking for it. This is what they want. They come in there and they have a lot of basically anal sex, sucking and anal sex. Uh, with random partners in a dark area with no condoms. It's so stinking and nasty in there. And they go. They leave. So mm. not only is it it's turned to a super strength that way, like you were talking about, by not taking the medicine, not completely eliminating the very, every last single one virus strand, one cell, mm. yeah, every cell. Not only is it that's the way to kill, but you are creating super strains and mutations through having group sex, random sex with people, and exchanging semen. Yep, bodily fluids. Mm-hmm. That is also that's the seems like that's the biggest way that it's happening every day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, they have the same thing up here in D.C. Um, where you have these, I call them open sex clubs, where they're, you know, screwing right there on the dance floor, right in the bathroom stall. I mean, it's this all-out um, pandemonium and, and, and sodomy uh, with men and women in, in these clubs. And, um, I mean, there's no shame, no indignation. I mean, there's nothing holding any, there's no barriers, you know. You and I, sister, when we was growing up, you know, and I was... Young man out there, you know, trying to get some pussy. It was like uh, we go back to the hotel or, or go to the car and you know, you know, go somewhere. But nowadays, it's right there in the club. It's no shame at all. It's no, uh, no privacy. It's it's, it's all out. And we are uh, brewing up, like I said, a a a cauldron of 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 serious wicked toxins that are going to be up. Uh, they're pouring out all over uh, the black nation. And um, this is by design because they know 
we are a natural-based people, and we like to do things naturally. And, and one of the things that comes um, comes comes to mind naturally with black people, uh, several things is is eating, drinking, and having sex. They know we like to do that. And uh, and if you could throw sex into the equation, whereas you don't produce any life, and you don't have any, therefore you're not producing any life, and therefore no responsibility. That makes it all the more convenient for this young generation that is uh, uh, given toward instant gratification. You know, they want instant everything, so this is, this is what it is, the reality. And they're caught up until they get caught out there with some dreadful disease. Now, you, now we're seeing oral cancers of the throat uh, skyrocketed in the black community now. I just saw a, uh, a, a a black sister the other day on a train here in D.C. that her whole uh, larynx was cut out. She had to talk what? with a she had to talk with a, a one of the microphones like them uh, cigarette smokers uh, used to talk with, you know, with a little artificial what? voice. Yeah, what her larynx was cut out. She had um, uh, cancer, HPV from, and she was got she told. Now she saw all of a sudden she found religion, and, you know Jesus and everything. And she told, uh, confessed uh, to me and another uh, brother that was on the train that you know she was out there in them, in that club scene out there uh, sucking dick and pussy, and she caught Whoa. that virus, the HPV virus, and she didn't know anything about this virus, and it, it infected her throat. These niggas get to shooting that calm down your throat. It's got a bug in it. It's got a worm in it. Oh you can't just take anybody's semen or anybody uh, any a woman's um, uh, ejaculatory fluids in your mouth. Oh my god! It's more than just like I said. We were talking about the satanic rituals and stuff the other night about the people that go out there in Hollywood and they're defecating, eating doo doo off the floor or somebody. Now we we have a whole other phase of this. So you saying she was, was she doing, did, did she tell you if she was doing the group sex because it made her feel sexy and free, or was it for money, or she just No, she just, she just said she felt, she said she, 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 she was just uh, out there having a good time. She said it wasn't even about money or or, or whatever. She thought so she was having was a, a good time. time. That was a good time to her to let all the men screw her and shoot off in her mouth? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a good time to her, but now she's paying the price for it. And she's a young woman. And 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 uh, they tried to get her uh, uh, to contact all the people that she had contact with, and she was able to. Uh, actually, they had a health worker. Now, this is another thing. She told me they had a health worker accompany her to the club where she was going, where she was frequenting when the when the stuff was going down, and she pointed out. About fifty different men and women that she had all sex with, mm. and they all uh, were pulled to the side and uh, given notices to come in for a checkup. And all of them had the virus. What kind of virus is it? It's the human papillon virus, HPV, and it morphs into cancer. Cancer is a virus. Yeah. That can only survive in an acidic body, and most niggas are acidic because we eat bullshit. Mm. 
Niggas don't want to sit down and drink no uh, uh, a glass of water with a taste uh, tablespoon of baking soda. That's nasty shit to most niggas. They don't want to deal with that. Not just that. They don't even want to drink water, period. I had a lot exactly. of people tell me they don't want to drink no water. Do you know water is your salvation, nigga? Read your Bible. You want to sit there and get dumped in a, in, a, in, a, in some preacher's bathtub. Preacher got a jury rigged bathtub in the church, and you think he's going to dip you in the water that's going to make you whole. No, you got to drink it. The pure water. Every drop of it. And for every ounce you weigh, if you weigh, I mean, every pound you weigh should translate into an ounce. If, if you're a fine, sexy sister that weighs 145 pounds, you should be drinking 145 ounces of pure water every day. And then you can supplement it with other uh, nutritive type of juices and fluids to help supplement your minerals. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they knew that we were descendants of gods. When they examined the bones of them people over there on the continent of what they call Africa, and they find that these minerals and these bones were so strong, it gave them a density that is unmatched, unparalleled in human history. Them bones don't even rot, not even uh, mummify, they self-mummify. They last forever. The sister they found over there was over 7 million years, and her bones were perfectly preserved because of her diet and the water she drank. You niggas out here drinking and eating this damn diet soda and bullshit. You won't even last to 50. You're going to need an a osteopath to deal with giving your artificial need, artificial hips. That's another plague in the black community. That has never been us. That's been for weak, bone, white, free, white people. I've been fed and bust my head many a time. I never cracked my skull. Me too. Now we got all these broken bones and people getting their head busted open. Because we are not eating the proper concentration and variety of minerals. The diet has been demineralized by these wicked demons. And they go in secret and eat and drink our diet in secret. They call it the primitive diet. The paleo diet. Look what the crackers what? doing, huh? What are they? What are they secretly eating that we? They're won't secretly eat eating the foods that we used to eat to give them the nutrients they need. White women are putting diet soda down. I see niggas now asking for Coke Zero. It it destroys. It erodes the bones. It erodes the bones. On top of the damn uh, uh, cell phone, right up against your head. But what? What? Give me an example. What type of things are they secretly eating in their diet that we don't eat anymore? Okay, I give you two key examples. It was a time black people used to eat a whole lot of nuts all the time. How many? How many? How many of us? I mean, I got. Bags of nuts in, in in my in my in my pantry right now, bags of them. 
Mm-hmm. Sunflower seeds, pecans, walnut, rich in minerals. Mm-hmm. I noticed somebody on here from the Nation of Islam, but I take issue with that against the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He Why was wrong in that. Elijah, Elijah well, Muhammad Elijah taught in how to eat the live that we should not eat nuts and we shouldn't eat collard Why? greens. You should not he eat said collard it was, greens? should not eat collard greens. He said it was rough on our digestive system. No, you need the greener leafy vegetables provides you a strong combination of B-complex and minerals unmatched. Nuts provide you rare earth minerals unmatched. Mm-hmm. If you eat enough pumpkin seeds on a daily basis, you'll never get prostate cancer, black man. Black woman, you will never get breast cancer. I went to John Hawkins University. I look at all them crackers hooked up to the machines getting their uh, 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 cancer treatments. Now I see some sister roll up in there with her hair shaved off. With a damn pink thing on, talking about, you know, bre- I got breast cancer. I survived. Now, nah, nigga, you just survived long enough where they're going to jack your ass up and take your money and take your house and kill you off. Because when you sign on the dotted line, because you desperate now, you desperate for a fix. When you sign on the dotted line, you sign everything away, and they know it. They'll tell you that when you go to medical billing, when you go down to the billing office. And you cannot discharge medical debt now in a Chapter 7 uh, 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 discharge, like taxes and student loans. Uh, a lot of people, though, are not even going to doctors anymore. They can't afford it, and they don't have insurance. So, so that, a lot of these that's people what, are here yeah. being sick and dying, or they're learning to take care of themselves. Yep, that's, that's, that's going to that's gonna be the split. In the, in the American medical health scene is that either you're going to be a self-maintainer, you know, pick up some knowledge somewhere and learn how to take care of yourself the natural way, or you're just going to suffer out here in the streets with bullshit and die. Yeah, and a lot of these counties, too, are making it illegal for you to have your own animals, chickens, or grow vegetables. Yeah. Which is what my great grandmother and, and 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 that whole generation. That's what they did. That's how they were able to survive. And the food tastes better. Tastes different. But you, you know what? I've had. Uh, it depends on where you get it from. Now it's like I've had a piece of chicken, and it's had no taste to it. No taste. See, see, see. I'm like, is this shit real? It's not even real. And people, you know, like I try to explain to people, I always share this story. When I grew up with my grandmother in the 70s in the project, my grandmother was the only person that had a big garden. The rent office let her have the whole, it was a big square lot at the end of the building. And she had them sunflower seeds. They were, them flowers were both so tall, watermelons. I mean, big, wide watermelons, big old, thick, long cucumbers. Mm. Had stalks of beans, big, pretty red tomatoes. It's so heavy, she didn't pick and they drop off the vine. And even though we were in the park, she had some corn. We were in the project, and that's how we was eating over there. It wasn't no, she would get that government cheese sometimes, 
but it wasn't a staple. She would get that peanut butter sometimes. She would have a pantry and a deep freezer and a refrigerator yep. full of food, and she would also can and pickle. Her and my great-grandmother would can and pickle. So our main staple was not canned goods, junk food from the store. Our main staple was out there in that yard, and she would supplement it with these things right. from the so right. people think that everybody in the projects was suffering and ragged and shit. Not mm-hmm. us. I mm-hmm. never had a broken bone in my life, Brother Hebrew. I had some scrapes and bruises from playing as a little girl. Never broken hair, skin, everything as a little girl was beautiful. Because my grandmother. See? See, that was it. That was that was the yeah, grandmother was 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 a wise teacher. You know, and and that's what we are missing is the continuity of our ancestors to be able to uh, survive this next coming wave of change that is coming upon the earth. And if we are not hurried up and schooled in basic knowledge of do for self and survival, we're going to die. Because yep. the system, there's systematic failure going on everywhere across America, and we have become too dependent on the system. Yeah, but it's like you're going to have to move because, like I said earlier, people that don't want to be dependent on the system, first of all, the we I've been seeing articles about this stuff. We know Whole Foods, and we know uh, some of these other so-called organic peaches are ingested with antibiotics and other drugs. They're not really uh, organic and totally natural and healthy like they say right. they are. And then right. they're so high. A lot of people can't afford that shit. It's almost a damn rent money to buy organic <laughs> food that now we know is still got poison shot in. Poison it. Mm. It's not really mm. organic at all. And in certain places, it's illegal for you to grow your food or have a few chickens. I find that hard to comprehend that in so-called Bible Belt, that they would let a law like that go down where you can't even grow food in your yard or a, have a chicken or two. In the, in the inner city, and like one man in DeKalb County, you can't. You have to go way, you, and you know what it's sad to say, but the farmers that I have met are white. Yep. The ones that got animals and still got eggs and sell eggs. And there's a couple of places in the city where white people have moved in and they got a house. And that that house, in the front of the house, on the side of the house, um, like I seen one down now for Glenwood, out here in Decatur, the, uh-huh. the white ladies, they got a big old garden right there. And it's a community garden. And you can go mm. over there, you can plant your food there. And, and just leave it there planted in the, in the ground, and you can come every day and tend to it, and then when it's right, you pick your food and take it home. But other than that, mm-mm. and black people as a whole ain't saying nothing about this, that, that as a whole they're not fighting to be able to have a little piece of land on your property where you can grow you some tomatoes, cucumbers, squash, nothing. Well, see, they, they don't, don't care about it. Like you said, they don't want to. It's not an issue to them. I've even mm-hmm. done consultation with people, done readings on people saying, I'm seeing your colon is backed up, you swole up like that, your skin done turned black and uneven like that, but you need to clean your ass out, your liver, your kidneys, yep. and your blood. Well, I don't want to drink no what, but 
you ain't going to clean them out without it. You can take this supplement that I'm giving you, but it ain't going to do you no good without no damn water and about without you shitting there and then you eating them whole holes and them goddamn pecan sandies with caramel and shit on them. Uh-oh, you, you uh-oh. ain't going to do too long. Mm-hmm. You're going to live too long or you're going to look a mess from all that backed up, dried up, caked up shit, jammed up and lined up and dried up on the walls of your ass. Yep, that's right. That is so true. So like uh, you said, with coming now, it's going to be a lot of loss of life because people are willing to give up their life, basically. You're not willing yeah. to change. You're not willing to move. You're not willing to preserve your life, so you think preserving it is going to sell getting prepackaged things every day that basically have no water in them, have no life in them. It's a lot of people, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people don't care. What you're saying to them, they don't want to hear, and they want to get a thrill and want to get off. Like you said, that girl was with a soap cut out like that. She want mm-hmm. to get off. 50 to 100 folks a week screw her and stick their behind in her mouth. Mm-hmm. That's really how they living. Yep, that's how they living. And they, and, and that's how they that's how they going to die. Well, what do you see with this uh, collapse? What, what are some solutions? Because, like, when something hits you like that so fast, when it's a fall, when it's a job loss, when the building closes, when they take your insurance, when they take your benefits, and it's like happening to you, bam, just like that. How, like, do you have any tips for people, or what What do they do? How can they survive that? Well, the thing family. is, and, and, and this is what um, a skill we have to learn all over again, is that my great-uncle told me, Always live off half your income. Mm-hmm. Don't ever, don't ever live beyond your means. And whatever you decide to make, or you know, whatever your job pay you, just cut that in half. And that's how you should base your whole life around and put the rest up in something. Now, he wasn't too clear on that, but I give him that credit in terms of like putting it on my mind as a as a youth to um not get strung out in debt. I mean, hey, you know, I could have you know, when I came out of Howard I could have went out, you know, bought all kind of shit. Had a chance to, you know, but I'm glad I didn't. Otherwise I would be in in a in a, in a rut. I probably would have been suicidal. You know, with a condo on Pennsylvania Avenue in a in a in a, in a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Losing it. As opposed to being out here, quote unquote, where I got a little bit of land, I'm further out, you know, but I'm close to I'm close to metro. I can get in the city. I can still get in the city in in, in, in forty minutes. I don't have a BMW, but I got a new Chevy and it, and it runs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all about your comfort of your own lifestyle that we have to begin to make those adjustments and not look up to. That I call it that 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 honky world that we so accustomed to uh, worshiping uh, things they have. 
that they really don't have. They they really don't have it anyway. I mean, they, they everything they got is on credit anyhow, so they, uh, it don't matter. And that's why I said we better off trying to live below our means and and and, and do cash and carry and um, use wisdom in our acquisitions. Everything that we try to get should be for a bigger purpose rather than just being a show off. Mm-hmm. You know. Wait a minute. I'm just reading something. Okay. Ooh. This is something else. This is what I'm talking about. See, that's why we have to get back to processing our own stuff. I'm going to throw something right now on your uh, on the uh, page, on the Blog Talk page. Okay. What do you see? I see a looks like a foot in a pack of chickens. What? A Safeway shopper horrified. The to find a piece of chicken in her chicken. It was a chicken foot. I guess got hung up in the machine or maybe one of the line workers missed it in a pack of chicken breasts at a local Safeway. Do we really trust these people to feed us? I mean, are we really that gullible? I just put it on your, uh, on the Blog Talk uh, site. You see it? Sure, share it. I'm gonna put it on my Facebook page too. You should you should see it there. A whole foot. A whole foot. But see, now they got people like I said working in these um, factories who don't even understand English at all, and they don't even they barely speak the language where they come from. Most of them that speak Spanish, can't even read Spanish. That's what I was trying to explain to a brother. I said, even if you wrote it down in Spanish for them, they still couldn't read it. Really? Oh, my gosh. So they just getting over here the best way they can, looking for opportunities and trying to make money to send back home to their families, and they don't really understand the culture or the language, or a lot of them are illiterate. Yes. That's all they're trying to do is survive the coming calamity. You know, global change, global warming changes, or, or whatever has it's changed the landscape of these uh, 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 Central and uh, uh, South American countries as well. They're going through devastation, lack of water, drought, uh, farming collapse, and they're moving up to America because they want to eat. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them because see, that's where the native people used to do anyway when a certain part of the continent would you know collapse under the weight of whatever whether it was some kind of weather change or too many people whatever they would just move to the other side and that's all they're doing is moving from one side to the other from the north from the south side to the north side so like you said a lot of them they don't really care they just packaging food in a plant so if a foot a hand or whatever drop in there they they can't really think about that, really, and they're probably not getting paid well and having good benefits and on their feet all day. So it doesn't really matter to them what's in the product. Yeah, they don't. They don't even have a. 
they don't even have a vested interest in trying to nope. um and trying to do a good job. It's it's no big deal to them. They just like I said here to make money and uh and get paid and uh you know, send some back to Mexico or wherever they're from and um and move on. So there's no love put there's no love put in the packaging of the food or the or the or the preparing of your meals at these restaurants. You know, I really stopped eating out a lot, especially mm-hmm. after getting sick from taking someone's supplements that I trusted and almost I really thought I was gonna die a few months ago. But I definitely mm-hmm. not only learned stuff about taking stuff that people give me, but I stopped eating in these restaurants a lot because those people in there they tired, they struggling. A lot of them already live at the poverty level or below the poverty level and have to get assistance along with working that little job. They're right. working them hard, long hours, ain't paying them much. So do you really think they give a damn about you when you come through the drive through and they perceive you as having a better lifestyle than them? A lot of them resent you. When they yeah, they do. And don't say nothing that I, I don't want this piece of chicken or send the vegetables back, they cold or they overcooked. Then go back there and jack off in your sub, lay they dick head right on top of your booty. <laughs> 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 we'll be calling hey. like some mayonnaise and give yep. back and watch you eat it. They, I've, I've heard them talk about waitresses talk about stuff they've done. Like that, oh, you got an attitude. Oh, you want some more butter? Okay, drop the butter pad on the floor and dig it down in the potato and give it to them. Yep, yep. That's exactly what happens. Well, I stopped and going they, out. I don't really, it's uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's crazy. And 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 uh, matter of fact, they caught the remember the pizza guy. He was uh, uh jacking off uh over his pizza over the pizza that he was making for somebody. He's trying to say he wasn't doing it. It was a joke, and then the, yeah, but they got rid of him anyway. And it was a subway a few days ago. I heard that about. And it was at another pizza place to this old man. They said it wasn't real, but they said it was a disgruntled employee. Old man got his dick in his hand, sitting there in front of us in the kitchen, making the pizza, jacking. Mm-hmm. People getting that strangly gooey cheese that they like so much to stretch out on that pizza. You really don't know what type of milk protein. <laughs> Could be milk out of some man's nuts. Yeah, it ain't no cow. <laughs> ain't no cow no, milk. That's some meat. Yeah, but some you human, know, people. What are you saying? Now, why, when you mention China, and I hear people and on the news talking about China, why is China so important to the U.S. dollar and economy? And is it true that they own a lot of property in the United States, a lot of businesses, oh, a lot of... Yeah, they, they, they own a lot of uh, a lot of property uh, in the U.S., uh, especially on the West Coast. I mean, they really, um, they really dominate the West Coast in terms of um, uh, property ownership. They're buying up every single piece of farmland and, and, and so-called uh, toxic asset uh, homes and uh, uh, commercial properties on the West Coast, they could, they could snatch up. And they're, they're doing a quite effective job at it. And, um, you know, don't sleep it. I mean, that's going to be your next boss. Mm-hmm. Um, they are really, uh, you know, making headway. And, uh, and we can say what we want to say, but, you know, hey, 
um, they are they are definitely gonna uh, uh, dominate the situation uh, in America real soon, especially in the hood. What, what does that mean for black people if they now have Chinese laws? Well, my grandfather, my late grandfather, told me uh, told me this joke that um, he had a job at a at a, at a POW camp in um, Michigan. And um, one day he was out walking about, and one of the uh, Japanese POWs uh, came up to him and started talking and uh, asked him, why do you guys, why do do blacks fight so hard for the white man? And uh, my grandfather turned the question and says, well, if if you win, what's going to happen to us? He said, well, you know, you're the white man's nigga now. If we win, you become the Japanese nigga. So it looks like whatever balance of power that changes in the world, uh, it looks like we're always going to end up on the bottom some kind of way. It's like them, it's like them fucking trannies out here. They want to be the bottom. And uh, the bottom bitch always get the last check. Really? And so... Um, Go ahead, I'm sorry. It's like there's a rise in black men speaking with trannies. So do you see that the trannies are actually becoming more popular and making more money now? Well, the tranny phenomenon in the black community is because of all the uh, immigrants coming from Latin America. Uh, whereas in Latin America, as I explained to you last night, in Brazil alone, there are over two and a half million registered transvestites and transsexual prostitutes. And so with the overindulgence in that uh, activity, uh, when they come to America, uh, they see this as wide open hunting ground in terms of uh, getting paid off of uh, off of frustrated uh, 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 sexual agendas out here. And... Um, or experimenters, or what have you, and so this 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 phenomenon is going to play out uh, soon than we think, because you know discretionary money is is limited, and so as the economy continues to contract, and more and more black men get thrown out of work, uh, there's going to be less money for you know to be spent on such frivolous activity. Because they're not over here for no love or no relationship. They're over here to get uh, money by laying on their backs. It's the same as the women are working at, uh, at KFC. They're here to make money. They're not here to love what they do and, and uh, uh, you know, put love in the food. Like I said, there's a, there's a different molecule that gets stirred up in, in the molecules of food when you put love. And when, you, when the system makes bread, you know, for me, I mean, I can... I feel that the difference of of the bread in my stomach as opposed to if I went out to uh, the grocery store and just bought a loaf of bread and, and ate it. There's a difference. So you're and saying that even though a lot of black men don't have or won't have a lot of expendable income, but they still don't spend it on training? Uh, they're going to... Um, yeah, they are spending their disposable income on trannies. 
or what what or what they think is disposable income. But that that too is gonna is gonna dry up as the economy continues to further and further collapse down. Um, they're not gonna have that kind of flexibility to go out and, and indulge in that kind of behavior. And so uh you know that that too is going to is going is going to subside. Okay, but where will the trainings go then? Because it looks like this is a big boom. So what it, I guess what group then will they make their money off of? If you're saying the black men are not going to pay them because it's really big in Atlanta. Trainings are doing very well here and make a lot of money with black men. Yes. Um, well, once that um, market dries up, it's, it's it's tough to say where they're gonna go, and that and that also leads into um, why there are so many uh, preparations being uh, underway to deal with the coming collapses because they know that see these trannies that are over here when the shit really hits the fan. Mm-hmm. And they are not eligible for any kind of benefits other than laying on their back. They're going to be out here rioting too. And um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be some crazy stuff go down. Uh, you know, you know when it all when it all comes to play. So basically, what you're saying is it's gradually every day moving. A collapse that you think was 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Is that where this is going to actually completely just live in? Or is it a little that they're doing it incrementally? Or is this going to be like a major collapse in 2013, 2014? Like when does it look like it's coming to you? I think the, uh, the inevitability of the collapse will happen sometime in the year 2000 late 2013 early part of 2014 right before obama gets out it's going to be a major crisis to hit he's getting out when what 2016 yeah 2016 will be his uh last you know full year and you don't think he'll do he can't serve another term no, Constitution prevents him from, um, you know, running a third time. And if he try to go in and change the Constitution or declare a state of emergency, them crackers ain't going for that. So you think, well, when he comes, basically, people kept saying he was an antichrist. But do you, from what you're saying and what you know, will it be something or someone that's worse? Or will it be someone better? Oh no! It's gonna be some. Whoever come behind Obama is definitely gonna be worse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we, you know, it's gonna be some. It's gonna be some some serious knuckle down by that time. Uh, you know, happening. Which basically is like you're saying, and like it's prophesied in the Bible, there is going to be an an extermination. There's going to be an elimination. Of people are cleansing of what usually called useless eaters. If yes. they can't make a whole race, it will be a large chunk of people either in jail or dead. Mm-hmm. 
at this point, I'll let you go where you want to go if you want to share any new stories, any cop stories. Or, uh, you know where you want to go, or if you want to wrap it up, I understand that, too. Well, um, I think it's a good time to kind of wrap things up. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I mean, we could we could we could go into this uh, some more detail maybe uh, next week as I get more esoteric okay. metaphysical knowledge on uh, on this Trayvon uh, case as well as um, as well as uh, some of the other economic issues coming out because uh, I definitely want to expound upon that in the whole uh, 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 Freemasonry uh, secret society Illuminati type of um, uh, focus on this whole uh, uh, case. And uh, unfortunate sacrifice of uh, of Trayvon Martin, and um, you know this is is very uh, very disturbing. And um, um, like I said the other night, you see where Solange all of a sudden canceled her European tour, and I had asked people, I said, what what was Beyonce's sacrifice? What makes you what, think that? What was Beyonce's sacrifice to get a to get in the twenty million dollar plus club? What did who in her family has died? I haven't heard of nobody. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't either. But I'm saying she's overdue. And, and see, that's one thing about the you know these Satanists. You know, they want to make sure you pay your bills. You know, it's like yeah, the bill collector. She's already passed the twenty million dollars. Club. Yeah, she's passed twenty million dollar club. She's done everything to get in there, you know, uh, freak fr- on the freak scene. But outside of the freak scene, you know, there comes a time with the, when you're dealing with them kind of people. They 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 gonna want they want they want a blood sacrifice. Either you are gonna sacrifice yourself or you are gonna sacrifice a close family member. Like I said, when Kanye West would happen to him, I mean that was the epitome of of of, of a human sacrifice. And Andre three thousand. You they both they like, both gave up their mama for this money. But it's like like why do where where does this come from? Like why do, when did people start talking about oh somebody sacrificed somebody and that's how they got there because that person died because they were killed? It's like where did this concept come from? Mm. Who started that. saying these kinds of things like accusing people of doing this? I don't know. This is, uh, like I said, it's it's it's, it's still an unraveling mystery. And uh, I'm we, saying, do you really believe this? And I'm saying, I don't know who put this out or who started saying this is what people do. That's what I'm saying. It's like to know for a fact that this is really true. You don't mm-hmm. feel like this comes from some type of rumor. You really believe that you know people put this stuff out. Well, you know, uh, upon close examination of the facts, in addition to what people were going around saying, you know, some of this stuff holds water and some of it doesn't. Like I, said, I don't, I don't espouse every single conspiracy theory. I mean, some of it, I'll get a call and it's like, wait a minute, this is deep. You know, I need to, you know, put this in my mental folder. That mm-hmm. something weird happened to this person, mm-hmm. and that we need to keep an eye on this person because they're not as safe as they, as you think they are. 
And that's what I said about Solange. I mean, if these people, if these artists will sacrifice their mama for fame and fortune, um, I mean, hey, this, sacrificing their sister wouldn't be wouldn't be too hard. Yes, you were dealing with that type of calculated, sinister person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you're talking about somebody that's already successful. Yeah, so, she's already yeah, she's already up there. But I'm saying she's gonna have to pay her dues. You see, Whitney didn't. You know, look at her. She didn't pay any dues, but only that her own life became a sacrifice in the end. Mm-hmm. And they strung her out as long as they could till they figured they got got her to that point where they could they didn't need her no more. And it's okay. Well, it's time to go ahead and sacrifice her and uh, reissue re- reissue her catalog under a different name and uh, change the money out in her catalog and start making making money on a whole another wave of stuff for Whitney Houston. And that's what they do. But I can believe what Shaka Khan said. That's what her manager told her. She'd be worth more dead than alive. Yeah, they already got the insurance policy on them. <laughs> yeah, they got the policy. Look, look, they put the policy on them. And have you seen Shaka now? She looks incredible. She is really, after Whitney died, she snapped back. Something snapped in her, and she got herself together. And I know yeah, one she time did. she looked real bad. Yeah, she turned it around. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud that she did uh, uh, get herself together because uh, I was really worried about, um, you know, her uh, not, you know, being able to snap back and um, get herself together because these people don't play. I mean, you got any kind of weakness, uh, they're going to they gonna get rid of you. And um, no qualms about it. Well, anytime you want to come back, it'll be an honor to have you come back and share with us. I'm really looking forward to the Masonic information and the numerology and astrology and the day that Trayvon was murdered, what was going on in the uh, the planet, in the stars, with, when he was laying beneath the stars, dead out there on that ground. Yeah, I will definitely uh, uh keep you abreast as soon as I um soon as I um get more insight into this uh on a metaphysical level, I will definitely um uh, call you and uh, we could we could schedule another show cuz it's it's a lot of stuff to a lot of stuff to go over. Oh, well, it's fine with me. Whatever you want to share. I, I know my audience, they let me know how much they enjoyed the show. And I know yes. they're there on the phone and the chat, their computer listening. So they uh, like your information as well. So it don't matter how, how much information it is, bring it on. We want to learn. We want to know. All right, sister. And um, uh, I will also send an email out to uh, my YouTube channel for everybody to kind of tune in because I'm going to be doing do- more documentaries yeah. and uh, okay. going on going on U Street, going on Florida Avenue, Georgia Avenue, going on 14th Street, all in D.C. You know, interviewing people, talking to people, so they can see that uh, you know we have got to uh, we have got to make some serious changes in the way and how we live. Yeah, 
now. Okay, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. All right, peace and blessings, everybody. Okay, y'all, Brother Hebrew had to go. He's going to be back. He'll let me know when he when he can come back so I can um, schedule it and, and let you all know so we can talk with him again. If it's, we have to change gears now because he has to go. So if there's anything, any questions, any comments, one person in the chat was very interesting to me, and I don't know if they're comfortable uh, giving me their feedback on the phone, but um, some things they were saying in the chat really piqued my interest. So if you feel comfortable to call in, I would love to to get your view. Was it I am the universe? Um, was I am the universe saying, please always remember the line of wisdom. The price of fame and fortune is to be first envied, then copied, and finally discarded. Mm. You all, if anybody at this time has a question or comment that you want to share, or that's that's perfectly fine to do now. The the call in number is area code three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine um three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine Erico five one oh are you just listening? Or do you have a question or comment, Erico 510? Hello, Alexis. Good day. Um, and Brother Hi. Hebrew. Hello. This is Mark. Hi. I have, hi. I listen to you a lot. I just love it. Um, you just give such wonderful and informative information. And mm-hmm. it, causes, it causes me to pause and really think, you know, and I appreciate that. What I wanted to know is what is the purpose of all these blood sacrifices? I mean, other than collecting insurance money, is there something? Because you hear, oh, the, this, uh, they're worshiping Satan, and Satan demands a sacrifice. If that's true, um, why does Satan demand a blood sacrifice? Could you explain that? Girl, you got to ask him that because I really don't get into that one too much. I'm not an expert on that. You know, you can listen to a lot of people talk about it on YouTube and say, yeah, that they're Satanists. They do blood sacrifice to give to different entities or to Satan or to Lucifer that they have to do that. Um, You can actually see people on YouTube saying they were born into those families, high-up families where they actually visited the Vatican and and dealt with ritual. What's her name? Um, I think Amanda Wilder. She's uh, type in um, David Icke and Mother Goddess. He's sitting there doing an interview with the lady that she she was uh, one of the high priestesses at any time in the world during a certain given period. There can only be, I think, like four high priestesses. I think two of them are male. They have male witches and female witches, and she said that she was born very psychic, and they knew that. So because of that, she was picked as a mother goddess, and she had been groomed in black magic and witchcraft. 
and to do blood rituals since she was a little girl, and she went through a lot of pain and, and suffering to get that power. So she talked about that on YouTube, and you, yeah, you can listen to David Ike, uh, Alex Jones. It's a lot of those people. You can just they have hours of uh, footage on YouTube for you to just study. So okay, I will. It's just they, they must get some kind of just like energy from that then, or they. That's what she was saying too. The blood, well, you know, the blood has the life force in it, and she said they get the energy from it and the essence from it. And they, they drink the blood, but she says certain humans, though, they like to eat the meat. They oh, get the life force from it. So she said she actually experienced this. Oh, my goodness. She lived it, and she, she pulled away. But she has a lot of mental and emotional issues, and, of course, she's been discredited. So she said nobody really believes her, and no major television um, shows are going to have her on as a guest. Because she's talking about politicians and presidents, entertainers. And so they're not going to let her on TV accusing the Queen of England and different presidents and saying she was in the White House and she was a psychic prostitute. And they're not going to have her discussing that on a major level. This is just bad. I mean, you know, and... Boy, you know, thank you. You know, some of our um, issues in childhood or whatever were far from perfect, but thank God it was an entire family of that because, oh, that's just overwhelming. Well, you you might not have known it. Um, This is not like a white people's problem. There are a lot of black people that are into... uh, Masonry, um, Eastern Star, not saying anything wrong with those groups, but a lot of them have a dark side and do dark magic. And I I saw this growing up. And some of them as well, black people do uh, human sacrifice. They, they do rituals and take certain people's life and their family are close to it. I mean... Yeah, I've seen a little and heard a little of it all, but also experienced some things. So don't think that this never happens on a lower level or this never happens in black families because it does. Wow. Thank you for that information. It's really sad. Seriously. Yeah, but that's the way it is. That's the way it is. So it's like all you, oh, yeah, there's also somebody saying in the chat room, shocking report, 10,700 men raped in the United States military. Um, There are a lot of things going on that you wouldn't even imagine that have been going on all this time about abuses and violations and sacrifices because even raping somebody is a sacrificial uh, ritual because you're taking their essence, you're taking their energy from them uh, and their entities okay. that feed on that. So it's, it's best for you, yeah, to, to research it when, when you feel like it, when you have time and you realize this is just a part of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
But thank you, Alexis. Thank you. Hi, Erico three one zero. Are you just listening, or do you have a question or comment, Erico? Hi, hi, Alexis. Hey. Hi. Yeah, I'm Eunice, and um, I'm very psychic. I just got an intuition on your um, the last caller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she did something very wicked where she. Well, well. First of all, I've been saving my menstrual cycle ever since I was twelve. I was wow. taught that to save my mineral, my menstrual cycle, and yeah. now I am forty-two years old. But what this do is you what do? I per- this is what I perceive from the last caller. Um, your last caller did something very profoundly wicked to. Uh, spouse of hers She put A dirty sanitary napkin And some dirty underwear Inside of a box of frosted flakes And she's going to pay for that mm-hmm. Okay Yeah, she's going to pay for that well, Thank you for sharing that with us Okay, we don't have a lot of time. Um, the number to call in is area code 347-205-9009. If you'd like to call in with questions or comments, the area code, again, is 347-205-9089. Hey, anybody in the chat? Did you have any comments or questions? Yeah, that's a good um, response. I am the universe that number one rape of choice is no longer hetero. Oh, yeah, that's very true. It hasn't been exclusively heterosexual for a long time. There have always been same-sex rape but never really been discussed and never been made public as much to now brought to attention. And I guess a lot of these men are hurt or embarrassed and ashamed, so they don't want to come out publicly and admit that they were raped because of the stigma that's going to be attached to them. So they keep this in silence, and people have been thinking that this is only just a heterosexual raping and no, it's uh, it's a very painful uh, existence. This has happened for thousands of years where little boys have been raped by men, as well as having girls raped by women and molested. And especially in the black community, it's a big secret, a big nasty secret that has been going on in families, and people um, don't tell. And little children are told not to tell that this is happening to them. So I'll give you a chance, if if there's somebody in the chat listening, if you want to give me your comment about something, or if you have a question about something, I would love to hear it. Uh, Because I, I love my chat. It's a lot of intellectual and intuitive, very enlightening people that call on the phone and hold on the phone as well as um, come into the chat room. So I'm 
I'm a teacher, but I'm also a student, and I'm always open to learning. So if there's anything you want to share with me, um, feel free to do that. While we have time, I'm open to, to hear your questions, your comments, your suggestions. I would love to. Um, so I'll give you a moment to decide if you want to do that. Okay. Play something right Mm-hmm. 
Show.